1: And today, we're speaking with Sam Wilson. Sam loves all animals, feathered, scaled, and furry, and was taught to respect all life at a very young age. Growing up, the family pets were her companions and best friends. She knew early on that she wanted to spend her life helping the creatures she loved. Like many other children, she was going to grow up to be a veterinarian. That direction changed gradually through her education and experience, which led her to Iowa Humane Alliance. Iowa Humane Alliance's mission, vision, and core values align with her own personal ethics and outlook on life. Animal welfare advocacy is simply in her nature, and she feels extremely honored to work with a group of people who are as excited and dedicated to making a positive impact as she is. Hands down, the favorite part of her job is being part of the solution of Pet Over our Population and helping people take care of their pets. In her position, she has the ability to be the voice for those who have none, including community cats and families with pets living in underserved areas. Being a relentlessly optimistic idealist, she has big dreams of helping to fulfill IHA's vision to create a state where all companion animals have safe, long-term homes, where feral cats are valued and protected, and where euthanasia is no longer used as a form of population control. Her work experience covers a wide range of genres, from being a vet assistant and adoption counselor, to doing mad science after-school enrichment for children, to caring for rhinos and sea lions at the Henry Dorley Zoo. Her educational path has covered a broad spectrum as well. She's earned an AS in pre-vet medicine, a BS in animal ecology, and an MA in philanthropy and nonprofit development. Being the program coordinator, she serves many functions for IHA, including coordinating, managing, and developing IHA's outreach programs. One of these programs is ITRAP. Iowa Trap Neuter Return Resource and Assistance Program. This program allows citizens access to the resources needed to safely and successfully trap neuter return outdoor community cats. ITRAP is growing in popularity as we continue to work with citizens and municipalities to allow TNR as a humane method of population control. Sam is excited to be sharing about Iowa Humane Alliance and their dedication to spay neuter as a solution to the companion animal overpopulation crisis. Sam, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hey, okay, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. First and foremost, you shared a little bit in your bio, but I'd like to get a little bit more detail on how you specifically became passionate about cats.
2: So like in my bio, I mentioned I grew up with cats. My family always had kitties. And so I grew up loving cats. But specifically, I have a very poignant moment in in my life as a young adult when I became aware of and passionate about helping community cats specifically. I was in my early 20s and working as a kennel attendant at a small-town vet clinic in northeast Iowa. And while there, since it was a small town, we acted as the community's holding facility for stray animals. And typically, when an, a stray animal would come in, we'd do the seven-day hold period. And then that animal, we would connect them with one of the local nonprofit no-kill shelters that was available and doing adoptions for those animals, but we would get feral cats in who were non-social and non-handleable. And the result there was very sad because we would hold them and care for them for a week while they were at the vet clinic. But since they were non-social and non-adoptable, they went through that week of that stress and being cared for, and it ended in euthanasia. And once I asked the lead veterinarian at the clinic, why don't we just spay and neuter the cats and put them back where they live? And he said that nobody will pay for that. Well, at that clinic, no one could afford to pay for an outdoor community cat because it was $200 plus to do a spay neuter. So that made me aware of the very common problem of community cat overpopulation and how desperate of a need there was for affordable spay neuter. It wasn't until my mid-20s when my career path and education path led me to find Iowa Humane Alliance in Cedar Rapids. And I was so extremely excited when I found IHA because one of their biggest messages and things that they offer is affordable spay neuter and resources for
1: sterilizing outdoor community cats. So you found your passion right there. You're like, aha, this is where things make sense. This is where things make sense,
2: and I thought, I didn't know it was called Trap Neuter Return then, but I thought we should just fix the community cats and put them back where they live early in my 20s, and I'm really excited that there's a a very much growing Trap Neuter Return movement for Iowa and other communities worldwide as
1: well. So when did you join the Iowa Humane Alliance?
2: So I started with IHA as a vet assistant in to May of 2015, and then about nine months later, I moved into the role of program coordinator, and so I have uh, dual training, so I kind of float back and forth between administrative support and clinic support, and then I also manage and develop our outreach programs.
1: So let's talk a little bit about Iowa Humane Alliance and the clinic that they run. And how did the clinic weather the, and continue to weather, the whole coronavirus environment that we have going on now in our world? Yes, that has been quite the ordeal to try
2: and navigate. Iowa Humane Alliance operates the IHA Regional Spay neuter Clinic. We are still, and we're the first full time, high quality, high volume, low cost spay neuter clinic. And we're still currently the only stationary clinic that does this five days a week in Iowa. So we serve a large range, mostly for focusing on eastern Iowa. But our regional spay neuter clinic opened in 2013. Since then, we have spayed and neutered more than 60,000 dogs, cats, and rabbits. And about 25% of those tend to be community cats. The popularity of utilizing our trap neuter return services is definitely on the increase. Last year in 2019, we did more than 3,200 community cats out of the 10,000 animals that we spayed and neutered. So it was pretty close to 30, 33% or so of the total number we did. So, on a normal year, we hit about 10,000 spay neuters. But this year, with the pandemic, it hit our area this spring about March, which it's pretty well when things started to ramp up, I think, across the country. By the end of March, we, our board of directors and our management team had made the decision to temporarily close the clinic. So we were closed during a very critical month of April. This was an extremely difficult decision for us. But by the end of April, we were all very much anxious to get back to our work and to be here for the community. And so on May 1st, we reopened with many new precautions. Like I mentioned, IHA is a high-volume clinic. And so we typically do around 25 to 45 surgeries per day, Monday through Friday, this means that there is tends to be quite a bit of crowding in our parking lot. And if you had seen our lobby during check-in and check-out pre-COVID, folks were just... Packed in our lobby, like 30 and filling out paperwork and helping each other figure out what they're supposed to do. And we have two staff members who typically manage the check in process in the morning. Because of the pandemic, we have started having an extra person help in the morning who manages the flow out in the parking lot. We have a flexible clear screen that blocks our two check in employees for the most part. And we do require face coverings for anyone inside our building. Our staff members wear face coverings throughout the day and while interacting with each other. And... In the morning when we're doing check-in, and in the afternoon when we're doing check-out, we are only allowing three families in the lobby at a time. So there's a lot of extra sterilizing. There's a lot of extra steps to our our new protocols, but we are
1: starting to get used to this after a few months. So your numbers are at 25 to 45 a day, or are you at a lower capacity? So we
2: are still operating at about that many animals. We do offer some limited walk-in appointments for outdoor community cats who are receiving what we call the ear tip package. I'm sure a lot of listeners are familiar with the ear tip. And so if they're planning on that, we do offer an, a limited number of walk-in appointments depending on where clients live. And we see a lot of community cats for those walk-in appointments. So for example, last week there was a day we did 52 animals. There was a day we did 45, I think the lowest day, Last week was Friday, and that was 32 animals. So we have a certain number of scheduled, and then we leave some wiggle room for those walk-in community cats. We all know that community cats kind of keep their own schedule, so we try and be as flexible as possible for those caretakers trying to sterilize outdoor community cats.
1: So do you still feel pressure from that time period that you were closed for the whole month, and or are there surrounding spay-neuter clinics or veterinary practices that have curtailed their services so that you're feeling more pressure on your clinic right now?
2: You know, I think everyone is feeling more pressure. I know that a lot of the full-service clinics are booking out quite a ways as well. For scheduled surgeries for dogs and for indoor cats, we are booking out quite a ways. And certainly being closed for an entire month did not help us catch up by any means, um, on our surgery schedule. So, I mean, for dog appointments, we tend to book out three to four months in advance. And for cats, it, it depends on male versus female, but, um, typically about two to three months or so for, for indoor cat appointments is how far we typically book out. So in general, we, we have a lot of demand for appointments at our clinic. And I feel like that has a lot to do with there not being a ton of other affordable, high-quality spay-neuter options in the area. How hard is it to start a spay-neuter clinic? That is an excellent question. Since I have not been with IHA since its inception, i I'm not completely familiar with all those steps but I do know that our team was mentored through the National Humane Alliance program through Ash and they were centered in Asheville and that program now has been I believe renamed and taken over by the ASPCA and they're, so they're doing a similar kind of mentorship program. So there was multiple very large grants, I believe one of them from the Petco Foundation that helped get a lot of the expensive medical equipment to help get our team started before we opened back in 2013 and then the current medical team they physically went to Asheville and to be trained so that they could see the flow and how to effectively and safely perform high volume spay neuter where we would be protecting the lives of the animals and maintaining a very high level of care. And so that's one thing that some folks don't realize about high volume clinics is, and especially Iowa Humane Alliance, our standard of care is not compromised in any way. Just because we're a high volume clinic and we offer an affordable surgery, our veterinarians and medical care team are are fully trained and equipped to handle most, you know, reproductive issues, a lot of the local vet clinics actually refer emergency pyometra surgeries to us, uh, which is that uterine infection that female animals can get post heat. And so especially if those clients can't afford the services there at a full service clinic, those clinics will refer them to us so that we can help address those emergency situations. (music)
0: Celebrating the welfare of all cats, the International Cat Association, also known as TICA, is the world's largest feline genetic registry and is the number one registry of household pet cats and kittens. TICA was the first and now the world's largest registry to allow household cats of unknown ancestry to compete for the same titles and awards as pedigreed cats. Whether you adopt or shop, TICA is the one-stop shop for all things feline. TICA is more than 65,000 members and clients in 104 countries who all speak the language of cat liver by helping make an impact on the health and welfare of all cats. Members and clients serve to educate and foster spay neuter awareness in their local communities and are active volunteers at local animal shelters and animal outreach programs. TICA takes an active role in numerous citizen advisory groups to foster legislation to aid the health and welfare of all cats. To learn more about TICA, go to www.tica.org. By now, you know how powerful the Dubert software platform is, facilitating everything from transport to fostering with just a few clicks. But did you know that the team at Dubert also provides consulting and custom software development for your organization's needs? The team at Dubert has extensive experience in website design, SEO strategies, mobile application development, and even advanced capabilities involving integration to social media and text messaging. Big or small, the team at Dubert can do it all. And because Dubert operates as a social enterprise, all of the revenue from their consulting services goes back into developing even more innovative and life-saving solutions for animal rescues around the world. So if you are planning to increase your digital presence online through a new website or some SEO strategies, or if your organization is looking for an experienced web development team to support your operations, look no further than the team at Dubert. Reach out to Chris today at chris@dubert.com, and he'd be glad to discuss what you're trying to accomplish and how they can help. Are you ready to be part of the solution for feral and stray cats in your neighborhood? If so, then make sure to sign up for our next Neighborhood Cats TNR Certification Workshop. A new workshop is held online each month, generally on the first Saturday of the month, but please check our website for exact dates. For just $10, expert instructors will teach you best practices for trap, neuter, and return. TNR. Learn what TNR is and why it works. We'll cover getting along with neighbors, preparations for trapping, trapping itself, including entire colonies at once, feeding, providing winter shelter, and more. Take advantage of the interactive format, extensive handouts, and video footage of actual projects. Attendees will receive a certificate of attendance and gain access to an ongoing Facebook group for networking with other TNR activists. The two-and-a-half-hour workshop is led by Susan Richmond, the Executive Director of Neighborhood Cats, and Brian Cordes, Neighborhood Cats National Programs Director. To find out the date of the next workshop and sign up, just visit communitycatspodcast.com.
1: Uh, we were talking a little bit before we hit the record button about a program of how you are partnering with some of the local municipalities or, or how you're working with them to help pass ordinances that are beneficial for community cats. You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, that would be
2: wonderful. So we are really excited about the progress that's been happening in Iowa. There's been multiple cities in the last year or so who have approved community cat friendly ordinances. And by that I mean ordinances written into their city code which allow for trap neuter and return and essentially define ear tip and community cat and community cat caretaker so that there's a little bit more protection for outdoor community cats and the people who are trying to do the right thing by getting them spayed and neutered. So some of those municipalities, um, we've worked with Iowa City has been one that's recently made, has approved those ordinances, North Liberty, There was a lot of work done by the Community Cat League in partnership with a couple other organizations, but Community Cat League took the lead on getting uh, Tiffin, which is a small town, close-ish to Iowa City. They have approved trap-neuter return-friendly ordinances. Marion, Iowa, has trap-neuter return and community cat-friendly ordinances as well, One that we weren't particularly involved in, but I know of and am excited about, our capital here in Iowa, Des Moines, approved community cat-friendly ordinances. And the Animal Rescue League took the lead there and is having quite a lot of luck with their city-funded trap-needed return program. So it's nice to see some progress in the area in regards to that, because we you know, folks who are passionate about community cats and have been doing trap new to return often kind of fly under the radar sometimes when it comes to law enforcement or ordinances. And so it's nice to see it legitimized a little bit more publicly. And we, despite the fact that we operate in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, to my knowledge, I don't believe that there's been any community cat ordinances technically passed. They did reinterpret some of the ordinances back in 2008 to allow us to keep functioning with our community cat resources that we offer.
1: So you talked about a lot of other community cat groups just in as you were mentioning what was going on in some of the different areas around Iowa. Um, How does the Iowa Humane Alliance, how do you partner with other community cat organizations? So
2: as a high volume clinic, we have partnerships with not only community cat groups, but local shelters and rescues as well. So we work with those groups for special pricing and for booking bulk appointments. We also have a transport program, a transport spay neuter program, which is operating currently at a limited capacity due to partially the pandemic, partially our expansion. We're actually in the beginnings of a three-year campaign to raise a total of $1 million to expand all facets of our organization. And so next year phase is focusing on, on expanding the programs. But talking more about the partnerships with the community cat organizations. So we have partner accounts, essentially, with Iowa Humane Alliance and the other local groups. We work with them depending on what their needs are, really. So we've gone to meetings and provided written support and information and acted as a local resource of, for the lack of a better term, kind of the Experts when it comes to community cat issues, and we have provided, like I said, letters of support and have gone to meetings and city council meetings to kind of communicate and liaison with different local officials and also providing the public with the training that they need to safely do trap, neuter, return as well. The community cat league is a newer organization, but they're a really fantastic group and they have started offering before the pandemic trap, neuter, return workshops, which is something that we have done as well for a long time, where we do a two hour training in-person training workshop, talking about why trap, neuter, return works how to effectively do it and how to provide care for community cats, including taking into consideration kind of the harsh Iowa winters and what folks can do to help community cats there as well.
1: We actually had a released uh, colony caretaking tips and tricks that we do with uh, Brian Cordes and Susan Richmond from Neighborhood Cats. And so there's a lot of information there about how to handle the winters. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, Brian is fantastic. I went to one of his seminars and trainings a couple years ago at one of the
1: HSUS Expo
2: events. So he's great.
1: You mentioned in your bio that you have what's called the Iowa Trap New to Return Resource and Assistance Program. And how is that different than sort of your standard Trap New to Return program?
2: So, for the most part, iTrap is a kind of a grassroots style assistance program. And so, anyone who is interested, Whether it doesn't matter what city they live in or if they're rural, if they're local and can physically get to us, they're welcome to come to us to rent out live humane traps. We offer trap rentals. It's essentially free to take advantage of that program, but we do ask for a $50 deposit per trap that folks borrow from us. We offer walk-in appointments and so Monday through Thursday mornings we can take a limited number of walk-in community cats as long as they're receiving what we call the ear tip package. The ear tip is required for, for those walk-in appointments um, and for community kitties as well, unless they want to actually schedule an appointment, which I mentioned earlier in the shows. We're booking quite a ways out for those regular appointments. We do offer special pricing. So for the community cat package, the base rate for the ear tip rabies and the spay-neuter surgery, that's $35. They can add a distemper for $10 and have the option to add a treatment of revolution for five. And so for the most part, it's probably, it probably reflects a lot of other trap-neuter return programs throughout the country. We do also work on a case-by-case basis on affordability. If folks cannot afford our prices, even though they're lower than a typical vet clinic would be, we work with them individually to help them find funding to help their case. We do not want finances to be a barrier in preventing them from getting their colony that they're caring for spayed and neutered and vaccinated.
1: Excellent. That's great. My last question for you before we uh, have to say goodbye is out of all the degrees you've gotten, you've got an incredible number of degrees. Is there one in particular that you felt that was really important to help you with your work?
2: Honestly, the most recent one, my, my master's in philanthropy and nonprofit development, while much of the degree focused on fundraising efforts and development work for nonprofits, it really gave me the confidence, helped me get the confidence I needed to really step into a leadership role with Iowa Humane Alliance. So that coursework was helpful in introducing me to a lot of different topics, and especially with uh, grant writing. Grant writing isn't something that I thought I would ever be able to do, but I have with the experience from that education and through my work now here with IHA, luckily I have been able to write and receive several grants to help support our work. So while my current work is definitely more programs oriented. It was helpful having, having that master's degree to give me a
1: little boost. So if folks are interested in finding out more about the Iowa Humane Alliance or reaching out to you, how would they do that? So to find out
2: more information about Iowa Humane Alliance, we have a fantastic website with lots of info. You can find that at iowahumanealliance.org. If folks want to email me or reach out to me directly, you can shoot me an email at programs, P-R-O-G-R-A-M-S, at org. Or anyone can call for general, general information as well if telephone works better for them. So our office line is
1: 319-363-1225. And is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today, Sam?
2: I am just really excited that there's such a large and enthusiastic growing movement to help protect community cats, especially feral cats, and to invest in this life-saving solution that not only is the most affordable and humane thing to do, it is also the most effective.
1: Fantastic. What a great way to end the show. Thank you so much for
0: agreeing to be a guest on the show, and I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Thanks so much, Stacey.